Welcome back to Conspiracy What. This is part two of our Skinwalker series. Get ready for a wild ride. I know we did exactly what I said I was going to do. Don't know if Cam's going to put that in the first episode, which is leave you hanging on the cow mutilations until this episode. So, Which wasn't necessarily intentional, but also, uh, also if you haven't listened to the last episode, go back and do that first, or this will make less sense. So... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm Allie. I'm Cameron. That's Chelsea. Hi. <laughs> She's back again. Yay! Party! Cow mutilation party! Cow mutilations and aliens. Um, And strange Weirdness pizza part two. There you go. Weirdness pizza part two. Uh, Yeah, so like we said, talking about Skinwalker Ranch, if you don't know what that is, uh, go listen to the last episode. Uh, So (laughs) Strange Lights is the next thing that we wanted to talk about. One of the most popular things like one of those popular sightings on skinwalker ranch is the ridge full of odd lights which is skinwalker ridge uh and it's it it overhangs basically the actual ranch itself and it there every night pretty much it sounds like there are weird light pillars there are flashes on the clouds consistently enough to where this is the most photographed and videoed evidence that they have at the ranch easily, uh, including even the History Channel went there. And usually on shows like that, you expect they're going to give you basically 0% evidence and like 100% talking at a table. And this time they actually gave you like some videos and photos, which was kind of nice. Uh, but they actually did a thermal test where they were looking on the thermal camera and they caught some flashing in the clouds too. It wasn't thermal, it was uh, infrared. Oh, that's right. That one was infrared, not thermal. That's right. Thermal is the colory one. Yeah. Well, it's got like reds and blues and yellows and greens. Yeah. Yeah, so there's there's a few different strange lights that happen. Um, There's like the infrared one Cam was talking about. There was like beams shooting up from like the ground into the sky which has happened not just on that docuseries, but like I've seen that in other things too, which is a little creepy considering like we found or they found evidence that there's something under the ground. Yeah. Wait, I didn't see this, this footage. Um, was it, is it like the, like the big events thing where they like shoot the spotlights into the ground or into the air, but it's like smaller and inexplicable. That was actually the first thing that the investigator that they brought on to from outside of the ranch, uh, Travis Taylor, who is like a PhD in astroengineering. Got he has more than one degree. He he's one of those overachievers. No big sad. deal. So you know whatever. He's a PhD. He he's is an astrophysicist. He's an astrophysicist, <laughs> and he's a super smart dude. Uh, he that was the first question he asked them: Is there's no car dealership over there? at all <laughs> sure because that's what it looks Our like dealerships there's only video footage from the actual ranch itself and you see it coming out from over the ridge so it's hard to say what it is but it's definitely there whatever it is um Beams. Uh, one of the other things Cardio that happened ships. though uh, with an actual research uh like the actual investigation when they were looking into these lights is they had a really powerful laser that they were shining from across the ranch onto the cliffside 
And they were doing that so that they could point the thermal or not the thermal, the infrared uh, in the correct direction. However, what ended up happening is they ended up getting another anomaly while trying to solve one, which is the laser itself was duplicating itself. And it was shining in two separate places uh, on the cliffside. And when they went to go investigate this, they got there, they sat exactly where the laser was, and then suddenly it malfunctioned completely and just didn't work again. Uh, they said that they had put new batteries in it and everything, uh, but it just it wasn't going to work. And this is, I mean, as we know, Skinwalker Ranch is one of those where it's just things do kind of just turn off. It is really weird, uh, but they kind of just turn off and they stop working. And it's been proven multiple times that that does happen without any interference. So... Okay, quick question. Um, with the malfunctioning technology, um, that's technology across the spectrum. It's not just technology that's, say, battery-powered or, like, electric-powered. It's, like, propane-powered, gas-powered, like, all of it's mostly, anything powered that's technology. It's mostly electricity, though. It, it mostly has to do with batteries and phones and stuff that's definitely powered by electricity. Like I haven't heard of just like a regular car completely breaking down or anything like that. Oh yeah, that's true, I guess. But if it's like an electronic Sorry, system, it would shut down. broken down? Did you find anything about that, Chelsea? Mm-mm. I haven't found anything huh. about that either. So, and no one's ever mentioned it, which makes me think that probably doesn't happen. So it probably is mostly on like the electrical spectrum, but yeah. I haven't thought about that yet. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's another one of those things. The strange lights, uh, they've never been explained. They're just there. Uh, there's multiple videos, though. Sometimes they look like UFOs. Other times they're just straight up beams. Uh, maybe the aliens are just testing their cow taking beams, and they do it from a distance so they don't get caught. <laughs> it's hard to say. There's also that one where, like, one of the first things that they showed us in that new docuseries, another weird thing is, like, the mountain itself lit up at one point so like just the top of the mountain it looked like it was just like covered in a bunch of teeny tiny little mirrors that were just reflecting light and it was like the middle of the night and there was no light above it there was no reason for the whole mountain to light up i'll try and find the clip and post it okay in my mind it's like a himalayan salt lamp but with trees on it (laughs) Uh, kind of but gold Okay, so is it more like... It's rocks instead. Okay, so it's a rocky. Okay, okay. So more like just a plain Himalayan salt lamp. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So that's aliens. Oh, there was also like a weird... It wasn't lightning. It was in the clouds, and it was like a pulsating light, just pulsing brighter and, you know... That was the first one. In the clouds. Alien rave! Right? Yeah. (laughs) And... That was directly before the beams of light went up. Oh, yeah. No. Solved it. That's all I'm here to do is solve things. So it was aliens and they... You're welcome. (laughs) And they they extracted whatever they were going to extract with the beams. Yeah. They're geologist aliens. But yeah, but that goes directly into the aliens themselves. The good old UFOs. But I hate it. UFOs! people say that but it's ufo my favorite yeah. thing in the history docuseries was, was that the guy had like a really thick southern accent and he kept calling ufos yep ufos oh my god <laughs> i was like please stop <laughs> i'm never calling them anything else <laughs> i mean to be fair they are called people who study them are called ufologists uh but yeah so as we mentioned i mean as you probably assume i mean this is a place tons and tons of ufo activity i mean 
just too much more than most places that I think we've looked at on this <laughs> on the show even San Luis Valley seems to like pale in comparison it just it's it's not even really worth going over every story because there are so many UFO sightings just in this area there's a lot there's a lot of experiences uh i mean one of the biggest things you can say though is there is video evidence of a lot of these experiences and it's not just like one or two so and also um shared experiences like yeah. full town sightings i don't think immediately in this area but like in the the larger northern utah area um as the 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 adjacent neighbor neighborly folk in ufo alley there have been a few like city-wide um shared ufo experiences it's 1978 a town saw balls of light and a ufo over the ranch so it must have been that closest town um but i think i also saw that there had been a shared ufo experience in i want to say phoenix um but yeah i came across a few but i was like that doesn't really matter and something about a silent purring sound was emitted by the one ufo that folks all saw over the ranch i like that i don't know what that means giant cat ship (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so the the weird like purring and humming sounds kind of goes into like other weird sounds that people hear on the ranch too i think homestead too underneath there people Mm -hmm. have heard weird like rumbling sounds or like grinding metal like metal on metal like it's some kind of factory running beneath them which is really creepy um and remember that is where and we talked about the last episode that is where the ground penetrating radar found that giant thousand foot football shaped object as well that the the guy who was running the GPR, he said that it looked like a tunnel to him. It looked mm-hmm. like something that had a dome and was open on the inside. So, yeah. Nope. Yep. Rabbit hole time. What if this is an underground tunnel system? Like, you know the old opium dens? How they would basically just, like, connect entire cities underneath? Mm-hmm. Like, what if it's like that, but for aliens and UFO studies, and it actually connects the ranch all the way down and under to like roswell oh shit there's where they're they're keeping the ufos and also the freemasons and Mm -hmm. tunnels Mm -hmm. are involved in a lot of things actually yes it's involved in opium i mean the easiest way to bridge things honestly is you just put a tunnel in there and i mean it's like an (laughs) (laughs) anti-bridge oh dia has tunnels that go all the way to colorado springs remember that's another one that's a whole other thing did the gargoyles tell you that yeah the one especially the one that came out of the suitcase that's the one (laughs) i just wanted to bring up the weird sound thing because um Mm -hmm. there's not really like a whole lot it's just there have been reports of people hearing that under homestead too it's just like the metal on metal thing is really weird and like the whole just the that combined with like the oblong ship possibly and like it makes me think of the thing john carpenter's movie where they find like a ship underneath the ice it's just like this full-on metal ship yeah yeah so there could be aliens underground there's a whole crap ton of alien sightings in the air one of the biggest things is a lot of times you see these types of sightings you see them at night uh and that's that's pretty common because you see bright lights in the sky easy to see you can mistake them for planes all kinds of things or mistake planes for them whatever uh but this one happens during the day a lot of times 
And it should be noted that since Fugle's taken over in the last like four-ish years, he has implemented a, a radar system that they use for air traffic control. So he's oh, yeah. actually linked into air traffic control. So he can see any planes that are coming over the ranch. So if there's not one, then they know they're looking at something random. Also, um, they have their own system tracking airspace stuff that they then like cross check against the like air traffic stuff. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So they're, they're a lot more like they're much better equipped than most people who are spotting random objects in the sky, at least to the sense of they can say that's not a commercial plane. Like if anything, it's something that is at least it's covert military, which I think Travis Taylor said a few times on the show, like it's most likely that, or it's something weird. Well, that's another note to make here, too, is if they will see whatever is flying over as long as their transponders are on, which in the show, they did actually have a helicopter, which was a helicopter, uh, fly over that didn't have their transponders on. So they could say, well, that's obviously not a UFO, but I mean, somebody's flying over with without telling us who they are. But I think it really is a good tool to have because then... Most of the time, if they saw something weird in the sky, they could just run back in, check the the flight thing, and be like, "Nope, that's nothing. That's nothing yeah. explainable." And I just really appreciate how they're they're double checking themselves. They have these systems in place to where they're like like duplicates of measurement tools and um, duplicate systems, or like cross checking against public systems and using those information resources to cross-check themselves and really being all like, all right, if we're going to science, let's science real hard now. And yeah. they have an alien rave because they're sciencing so hard. So, I mean, one of the biggest things that happened, uh, at least in some of the evidence that I've seen, is they were outside doing tests. And, you know, one of the things that we mentioned is when there's new people on the ranch or there are new things that they're doing to research, there seems to be more anomalies that end up popping up. It's kind of like that question leads to a question leads to a question and never a real answer uh, because there's so many things kind of diverting your attention away. And that happens a lot, it seems. They were doing, I think it was rocket tests and they were setting up some small rockets to gather information about gamma rays, uh, which it turns out there's a little bit higher gamma radiation than there should be up above the ranch as well. Uh, They don't have a lot of evidence on that. They just found a little bit. But while they were doing that, there was a speck that was very bright, apparently, in the sky. And it kept popping up. And they did get it on camera. They got it on multiple cameras. Uh, And it kept popping up. Then it would disappear. And then it would pop up. Then it would disappear. And at one point, it was flying what looked like next to one of the commercial planes that was also flying over. Uh, And when they went to go look at it, it, there was no transponder information for it, which means it wasn't a plane. Uh, it had to have been either, I think that was when Taylor said on there that it had to have either been like some kind of secret government experiment or something like that, like some type of secret plane that's flying over that they don't want you to know is there, or it's something that's not going to be on that registry. That one was really weird. And there are, I mean, there's, to be fair, there's a lot of weird ones. It's one of those things where I always say like, I, you know, I feel like a lot of those don't have good evidence because there's not enough video or photo footage. But this was one of those that, I mean, at the end of the day, they have the best footage they can get, if nothing else. So they are at least trying to capture the things that are popping up. They just don't know when or where they're going to pop up. But luckily, they'll catch them on some of the cameras. Because, again, there's cameras everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. I almost wonder with, like, the, the like, stealth planes, the, like, new technology stuff that, like, we know that the U.S. government has done this before, where they have been testing planes. People have 
reported them as UFOs before the public knows about them. Um, I almost wonder if they do that intentionally where they fly over certain areas to see how many people notice and like what those recordings come across Mm -hmm. as. And they're just kind of like, let's see how far we can push this. Like, what will they notice? What won't they? Like kind of like a social experiment. Like what do these Mm -hmm. people think this thing is? Like, can we get away with this being unidentified? Yeah. Uh And and we've talked about it quite a bit on this show before we've brought up the, uh, the stealth bombers that were Mm -hmm. tested specifically in Nevada multiple times. And the people were seeing stealth bombers. They were seeing the lights arranged in a row, but you couldn't see the actual plane itself. And it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be surprising to find out they're testing to see if people can see the lights. So they read newspaper reportings from the next day to yeah. see whether or not people are seeing strange things. In and the there's sky. a lot of government facilities out there in the middle of fucking nowhere in Nevada and Utah. That's so. always where they are. I mean, they're they're out there because yeah. nobody can find them. So. Have you driven past any of them? Driven directly past? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A couple of years ago, and like we stopped in Los Alamos, and then like came up like the scenic way back to Denver, and like there were just like these basically unmarked turnoffs, but then there would be like a hardcore gate, like not just a fucking cattle ranch gate. Mm-hmm. It was like, do not turn around. There are cameras. Like the gates were just a little too nice to be where they were, and it was like, don't stop here. Like, do not, absolutely not. And like, it looked innocuous enough, but you kind of looked at it and you were like, mm. and the person I was traveling with was a government employee, like DOI, so Department of the Interior, but like, they know. So yeah, she was kind of like, mm. like giving it a little bit of side eye, but not necessarily saying like, yeah, we don't fuck with that. <laughs> yeah. So the weirdest one that we've driven by, which might not have been a government facility, but it sure did seem like one had multiple people stationed around it and a giant fence around it. And that was on Riverdale road. Oh, yeah. And we've talked about it multiple times on the podcast before. Uh, but it's just, it was this weird placement of construction and, uh, even Google maps. When you go back and look at it, like when you're going along the road on Google maps, it's like something like it, the images are from 2017, except for in the specific area that that's, that that thing's being built, it jumps down to like 2013. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. get that around um, uh, the Air Force Base out in Aurora, Buckley, yeah. too. Like, and your GPS starts to get a little weird. It's yeah, yeah. It was definitely weird, uh, but I think that's the weirdest thing we've driven by. But yeah, I mean, their their government facilities are everywhere, and they're not going to tell you if it is a government facility. They're going to tell you by saying it's. Why would they? You know. We're not going to comment on that. If they say that, then it's mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> but it's not a McDonald's. But unless um, it's the DMV. Unless, yeah. There you go. Um, uh, they're never so, helpful. So who's this Joe Junior Hicks dude? Yeah. Uh, so he was a school teacher originally, and that was his original UFO sighting. Um, basically, like I don't remember if it was like a class. I don't think he was on that original trip, but he recorded the story from the class that did see it. But basically, you know, 50 kids on a bus with a couple teachers going out doing something and they see a UFO. And um, basically he became a local historian of UFO sightings um, in this area. Um, And he pops up a couple of times um, just as like local expert. Um, So that was pretty much the only reason I included him. Um, I thought there was going to be more about him. Yeah, there's so, always like a, a local expert. It's like I've seen them all. Yeah, I know the area. 
But like local experts are the ones that the locals will talk to, right? Mm-hmm. You see that yeah. over and over with, um, with like, with folklore, with anything. I mean, it's just like, it's that trust component and the community component. So I love local experts. They're the ones who are recording and collecting things that people who are maybe not from there, they don't realize the importance of. He's documented like 50 plus UFO sightings in the area. And so he's building that case. And like, that's that kind of like grassroots level, like research data collecting that you need for something. Anyway, that's why I included him. He's good, especially in in conspiracies, you know, because that's where you get the best information. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, and just like, he's consistent is what it seems like, which you don't get a lot of with conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, we know. (laughs) Oh, Mm -hmm, Consistency mm -hmm. is nearly impossible to find. So I guess sort of speaking of aliens, (laughs) we can get into the very coveted Cattle mutilations. Yeah, and a warning on that because it is gruesome. Graphic. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so this is another thing like UFOs. Skinwalker Ranch is full of cattle mutilations. Um, I think mostly cows, right? As are a lot of them, but it gets really, it it can be as simple as like on the history documentary that we watched, uh, the History Channel one that we watched, uh, the cow was just kind of dead had just it was like stress induced pneumonia was the cause of death that they figured out and i mean there was nothing wrong with it you know but it's still super weird like what causes stress right yeah so that's not really a cattle mutilation but it's a strange cattle death yeah well and just uh cattle disappearances too Mm -hmm. they lost what six head of cattle it was like because we're speaking in eras and like this ranch has distinct time periods like the shermans were there for 18 months they lost 20 percent of the cattle in one year and apparently what's normal in cattle ranching is one percent so they're way the fuck over normal (laughs) yeah i mean it's and it's also like even if it's someone just stealing cows like i can't imagine it's easy to steal a cow especially not from fenced in areas and And areas that are super remote it's yeah. super rough roads, like... Yeah, even the main road going through Skinwalker Ranch is very, like, heavy dirt. It's very, like, rickety dirt. Full of potholes and yeah. mud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not something you can go they, 60 miles an hour on. No, they drive, like, the whole entire, like, property with ATVs, pretty much, because uh-huh. that's just how you have to drive around there. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's not easy. So, like, just taking a cow, especially 20% of someone's cattle, like, you'd think they would notice if you took that much let's get into this gnarly list Uh um so i'm just gonna preface this that this is all extra super weird because there is never any blood there is no blood in any of these ever which is really impossible to do if that's possible i don't know first one on my list is there was a calf and uh this was a tagging day so basically you're taking like an ear piercing gun and putting a number in a calf's ear so you can track your cattle. They uh, heard another cattle distressed, went to check on it in case it was getting chewed on by a coyote or uh, being abducted by aliens. And they come back and this calf is turned inside out. Again, no blood. So somebody just went bloop and you have an inside out calf. Um, Which is not easy. (laughs) 
You don't just like toss them like a blanket at that point. And just <laughs> quick flip. It's more like a pizza crust. It's a, oh. it's a twist of the wrist. A forthcoming children's book. I'll see you in hell. Uh, it's fine. Um, yeah, if any of us are going to hell, it's all of us now. Yeah, at this point. Hey, oh, good company. Um, <laughs> so next on my list, um, there was, I think there was more than one, but at least one cow. Uh, an adult cow with all the internal organs removed. I think it happened more than once. At least one of those, the internal organs were removed from the anus, which was drilled out. And it was like a six inch diameter hole drilled out of the ass end of a cow. And all the internal organs were removed. You can find pictures of, it basically looks like a deflated cow. Like somebody just like pops the air thing and just that's so crazy that's really how is that even possible weird. i mean you just like reach in and pull out i guess right i mean i don't i it's like finding things under the couch there's bones and shit in the way yeah though that's crunchy they're four stomachs <laughs> cows have four fucking stomachs i mean i just want stomach to remove enough. four also and again, how did they get in there and where did they go no blood yeah, and no blood. That is a really weird one, too, is the no blood thing. I, I mean, like, we've talked about on this before. Like, some people say, like, you move them and then you bring them back. But, I mean, come on. How hard is it mm-hmm. to transport a cow in the first place? No. And then no, to remove like, all the organs and then bring it back? Like, a thousand plus pound animals, right? Yeah. You're in the middle of nowhere, Utah, exactly. um, with some real rough roads. And a lot of these, the time frame on it, it's like the ranchers are going like, from one location to another and back and it's a span of like 10 minutes 45 minutes like cows are not easy to move even if they're on their little hoofsies and moving like yeah no and like one thing that really like brought it into perspective for me is when we were watching the history channel one um when when we were talking about like that cow that just kind of died or whatever Mm -hmm. they brought in a vet to like um do an autopsy and, like, the amount of force this guy had... This was, like, a huge dude. Like, he was, like, over six feet tall. He was, like, yeah. a beefy man. And the amount of force he had to use to just get this cow opened up so he can see inside of it, and the amount of time that it took was, like, insane. Yeah, he had to use, mm-hmm. like... He had to use the shears that you use for tree branches, like, giant tree branches. And he's mm-hmm. chopping through the cow's yeah. ribs and, like... The, like one of the guys that was there, he said that it put it into perspective for him because he didn't think about the fact that it takes you know way longer than even 20 minutes to just get through a cow. Mm-hmm. And that's if you know what you're doing too. Yeah. Yep. Well, and even in terms of, so weirdly enough, prior to deciding to do this podcast, what, three days ago, um, I had a conversation about uh, artificial insemination and ranching recently because it's how you do. But like, basically to artificially inseminate a cow like whoever's doing that is like inserting their hand up to their shoulder full arm into cow this is a big animal there's a lot of internal organ so even if like it's not like gutting a fish where you just like oh just a little unzip and like scrape out those lungs and stomachs yeah no on. no well, and even like oh. even like smaller animals, like I mean, the way it's described a lot of times is if you slice in just the right area, you can just kind of get everything to fall out at once. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't, it doesn't work like that for a cow. Like this is Mm-mm. not, yeah, it's not as simple as it sounds to just go in and remove a giant animal's organs. Yeah, and these, four stomachs. Yeah, there's all kinds of things that are done. Like all of the teeth are carefully removed. I mean, they're skinned 
just incredibly precisely with perfect circles and, and the eye removal. Yeah. Yeah. That one's crazy too, Ooh. because they take out the eye and then the skin is a perfect circle around mm-hmm. the eye cavity. That is a consistent thing. With it's like a thing again. With like what are considered alien mutilations or whatever is mm-hmm. the eyes are often missing and they're perfectly cut. They're not just like gouged out and pulled like they're perfectly like usually the eyelids go with it and it's just a perfect circle cut right there and they just pull it out. And it's really, it's really, really weird. And I think one thing that should be said about these two is, you know, one of the biggest things with cattle mutilations that you see is it's not often that the same thing is taken twice. It's oftentimes that it's done differently every single time, but always with precision, which is a weird thing as well. Like there's no one way to do this, but there are, it seems, multiple precise ways instead. Yeah. Which is And there's also been just various extremities basically sliced off mm-hmm. with perfect edges where they it would have to be like like some kind of laser or an extremely sharp scalpel yeah. basically for that to work. Mm-hmm. It's seemingly random in the mutilations, but I feel like that's I mean that's pretty common in mutilations because the average person is gonna be all like, I'm gonna go mutilate something today. So like it seems random to to folks for whom that is not a, a thing we engage in. Yeah. Um, but like the eyeball removal, um, ears were removed or shredded. One description I read was talking about how it appeared that somebody had like cut the ear all the way down with scissors. Um, but it wouldn't have been scissors because again, it was that super meticulous cut, um, the entire ear being removed. Um, again, like that super precise circle, uh, let's see, several of the pictures had the the cheeks were missing. The entire lips and cheeks. So it almost looked like a grimace. Was The, the skull was exposed almost. You would see like other partial removals. Um, there was one instance of a calf being sprawled out, almost like Vitruvian man style, but like one leg had been pulled apart at the knee socket and then it was just set next to it. What the fuck? The the teeth removed. There was the... It's interesting because you get, like, the internal organ removal. And you can find pictures of those remains, uh, which is terrifying. And then inverse, I guess, which seems like a really macabre thing to say right now. But um, where the skin is entirely removed and the rest is left. The one that got me, the eyelids. The eyes were left, but the uh, mutilator in this case had like punched out perfect circles out of the eyelids. So I've seen that another, like you brought up the ears, like one of them being cut perfectly. And I remember one of the things I saw was that one of the ears had been, again, like it was another one that had been cut perfectly through. And Mm -hmm. the guy who autopsied it said that it, it would have had to have been like the machines that they use to cut up cows, which are big machines. You don't just bring that with you. So you would have had to take the cow to it and then perfectly slice just to take the ear and a few organs and then bring back the rest of the dead body, which why, why would you do that? How would you do that? Why not just take the cow? I mean, and why are there no like truck tracks or trailer tracks or anything like that? Either half the time there's no animal tracks too. And like that and grass like, isn't no pushed. footprints again, no blood, dirt's not displaced, plants aren't displaced. Like, yep, 
Yeah. And I mean, these are all just like, regardless of like what you think they might be, this is one of those situations where regardless this is happening, like who knows what it actually is or why, but. Mm-hmm. And speaking of footprints, there are some instances where the cow's footprints stop like several feet away from where the body is. Mm-hmm. Um, or in the case of disappearances, like they can track the hoof prints and then mm-hmm. gone just like that original, that OG big wolf. Yeah. You know, the, the UFO with the cows. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, Short a few eyeballs. Uh, and like going back to um, one of the, or going back to the the History Channel docu series. One of the things that I found really disturbing is so they have this cow who mysteriously dies. Uh, it dies of self induced little self induced pneumonia, right? Uh, which is basically it stressed itself out so much that it lowered its immune system and it gave itself pneumonia because the bacteria for pneumonia actually already lives in a cow. So when you lower your immune system too low, you can die of it. And it's actually apparently, according to the guy who autopsied it, pretty common in cows. But what is very odd is there in the video, there's a thing above the trees, a UFO above the trees. Uh, they caught it. It's, it's in two frames because it moves very quickly. But the cow, mm-hmm. when it moves right into the cow's view, the cow lifts up its head and stares at it. So mm-hmm. like it looks up in that direction. And then that's, it was shortly after that it died on the video. So it basically, whatever that was, stressed it out too much. But even worse, the cow had ridiculously high electromagnetic activity. So like way too high. And it's only when you get near to it. And like one guy pulled out his phone and the apps are going crazy. It's randomly trying to call people and text people. And it's like going insane while they have electromagnetic meters that are showing it going crazy. One guy's phone was just making the volume go up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. So it's so the cow insane. has Bluetooth. The cow I was guess. a Bluetooth cow, I guess. <laughs> or no yeah. teeth, depending. It was <laughs> exactly. also it was also really irradiated. They were picking up gamma rays yep. over there. Yeah. Which is extremely dangerous. And, and um, microwaves that were basically I think they said like sitting inside of twenty microwaves at once. Yeah. And on so, top yeah. of all of that, they then, they decided to leave the cow in the field and they separated all, all the other cows had already left. They had gone, they had been feasting in the east side and they ended up uh, during this event where this cow just spontaneously stressed itself out to death. Uh, they had all moved to the west side of the ranch completely, which is all the way over on the other side, uh, which is really insane. But they decided to leave the corpse there in the east side and keep it separated for weeks. And well, this was one of they, the follow-ups. They do that normally. Like when cattle dies, they drag it off away from the other cows so that predators can kind of just naturally right. dispose of it. And um, no predators touched it. For weeks. No one touched it at all. They That was the follow-up. As of the follow-up that they did, which had been, I think they said it was 12 weeks later afterwards, they... They said that still no predator was willing to touch it. So it's just a cow sitting there decomposing and nothing's willing to scavenge it. Was this still Sherman era? No, this is brand new. This is last year. Oh, This happened in 2019. It would have been around August in 2019. Yeah. So So almost one year ago. And again, 12 weeks later it's still lying there and and like we know there's predators in the area because we talked about how an alpaca was attacked by a bunch of coyotes Mm -hmm. so they're obviously looking for food but they didn't come back they didn't come for the cow everything stayed Mm -hmm. away from it which is it's just such a weird it's really creepy 
Mm. Well, like with several of these mutilations, um, so the ear shredding, the uh, scissors-like one, um, which I'm sorry about that image. Um, so that happened in 1997. So this was just post-Sherman era. So this was mm-hmm. NIDS era. And uh, the NIDS vet basically said that it wasn't a natural predator. I mean, like, obviously, scissors and ears don't, aren't natural predators. Uh, but because this, these deaths weren't hap- were, excuse me, they were happening during a snowstorm when natural predators are like, nope, this sucks. I don't yeah, want yeah. my little toesies to get cold um so that's something that i thought was really interesting that like so many of these anomalies are happening when natural predators wouldn't be like naturally predating it it makes me think of um i remember when i was studying for one of the episodes of this podcast i think it was for san Luis valley i was looking up other cattle mutilations and one of the things i came across i remember is someone saying that it was definitely an animal that had killed the cow or whatever it was at the time but they said that definitely the ears had been cut with scissors because it's a consistent thing and i remember thinking though you're you're dying like you're like you're saying that an animal did this but you're also saying that scissors were used or a knife was used at least on the ear yeah and i've never seen a coyote use scissors so <laughs> no the fuckers don't have so thumbs. how do you come with can you imagine how much those? trouble they would get into with thumbs god it Bad would be a pain i mean the most they could do is like hold down one end with their paw and bite the other and do that but that doesn't sound <laughs> i mean the only thing that even sounds feasible at all with these mutilations is the fact that you would have to remove the cattle from the ranch in order to get rid of the blood and chop it up or whatever and then put it back but then like you get all the issues with time and broad fucking daylight and the fact that cows weigh more than all three of us combined that just doesn't work and lack of disturbed mm-hmm. earth also yeah. like um just like especially with the organ removal or the the inside out one like th- those were like really short time frames but mm-hmm. also like how in the fuck do you remove a cow's entire skeleton, organs, and just leave the skin intact? Right. Like, a six-inch diameter hole in the ass end of a cow. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, you'd have to basically blend that shit up and dump it out. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Oh, <laughs> maybe no. that's what they did. No, no, maybe no, they no. stuck, like, no. like, you know, like the emulsion blenders that you oh. use? stuck that in there and and then they just never gonna talk to us again it's like a can of soup you just dump (laughs) it (laughs) god damn listen i finished the theory i didn't come up all right now we are all vegetarian (laughs) great it's actually how they make chicken nuggets thanks it is they they drill a chicken they immersion blender they blend the chicken yes but not while it's like full body okay so any more mutilation stories oh fuck yeah i have more (laughs) okay cool (laughs) none involve immersion blenders though at one point they found a cow alone under a tree and usually when cows break off and they're hanging out by themselves they're in some kind of distress like cows do this if they're feeling unwell if they're giving birth if they're apparently spontaneously dying of stress drowning (laughs) i don't know yeah um but this cow like chilling by itself under a tree they get over there this cow is like not super distressed but it's definitely like not acting 
cow-like. Um, and they look up into the tree and they see something. It's some kind of a figure. They aren't totally sure what it is, but like amber eyes, just bright yellow, amber glowing eyes. So we're on a fucking cattle ranch in Utah. So they shoot at it like you do. Um, and this something left. It apparently flew away because it did not drop exited so the tree rustled a whole bunch and it was like all right something has departed the tree then they found a track in the snow i think it was snow again it might have been mud but they found a track the heel of this thing was perfectly round like almost like a ball peen hammer kind of round with claw marks on the back of it like on the heel end so like ball peen hammer claw marks going backwards so almost like a bird foot but kind of flipped. This guy was like, this footprint was six inches wide. Um, so it's a really big bird. And then the next print that they found as though something were walking was 20 feet away. That's messed up. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> no. No. So I don't know. Maybe Mothman came to the party. I don't fucking know. Let's talk about the bulls. Did you guys come across the bull story? Oh, is that the one where they get in the trailer? Yes. Uh huh. That's what yeah, the that one's really weird. Yeah. It's so weird. It like um, takes all these little elements and puts them together. So anyway, cattle ranch. You're breeding cattle. You need bulls. Um, so they have four bulls. And I heard it in one source. This was after they had moved out, but like they were still around, like kind of managing the transition of the ranch. And basically, she was like oh, like, the bulls are kind of our, like, best specimens. I'm glad nothing's happened to them. Because, you know, like, you're 20% cattle loss. Yeah, I think they were also technically, like, the Angus beef, like, the mm-hmm. really expensive shit. Like, yeah, bulls are the good boys. Big deal. Um, so these four bulls disappeared from the pen, and this was, like, the 10-minute time frame, they reappeared fully loaded and like packed into um, a cattle trailer. So like, these are not big things. They like fit in a lane on the highway. Right. And they have four bulls in there and they are bigger than your average cattle. Um, Of course, because they're huge. And like the crazy thing with this one is like bulls are also assholes and they don't want to be around anyone and yet somehow they managed to cram into a tiny little space together and they weren't even making like any noise either. Mm-mm. They were just Mm-mm. like totally like, I don't know, whatever, man. Guess we're just going to hang out in this tiny little thing together. And then it just keeps getting weirder. So it's locked again, like that double lock situation. Mm-hmm. And there was wire, like bailing wire wrapped around the lock and there were cobwebs on it still. So these bulls had gotten from the pen into this tiny-ass trailer, not through that door, apparently. There were still cobwebs on this fucking lock that was wired shut. And this was all in 10 minutes. Like, you can't move a cow in 10 minutes. You can't move a calf in 10 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, not a singular one, especially not four bulls. No, and like, bulls are super aggro. Like, they will fucking wreck your shit. When Mr. Sherman... uh. Elder Sherman, Terry, I guess his name is. <laughs> That's what the notes dad, say. Um, dad man. <laughs> he uh, opens it, and the bulls were in a trance. Like, they were totally catatonic, just like, 
nothing happening up top, even less happening up top, I should say. Um, and then like when he opened it, that was enough to snap them out and they'll freak the fuck out. Then like they're unloading, unloading the bulls, like whatever, the bulls are fine. They're intact. Woo. Have their eyelids. Um, but the metal That's on the fine. pens were suddenly magnetized. Like the trailer, all metal magnetized the gate, the metal pieces on the gates and the fence magnetized and not just like little magnetized, like super magnetized. Like, able to use it as an actual magnet yeah and there's stick that shit on the fridge <laughs> and there's a fun thing about the magnetization so we keep talking about how like a lot of these happenings around ufos and things like that like uh the electromagnetic scale is starting to act up and then there's things like this where things are being magnetized well it goes back to i remember i remember in college one time my astronomy professor he went on a rant about aliens he went on a rant about how people who claim to be abducted in their cars well, one of the things that scientists test for is they test for magnetization of a car. Because if, in theory, if it's a big enough vessel to be able to pick up a car with like a magnet, it will actually magnetize the car itself. Yeah. So that will all be shifted in one direction, therefore, set a magnet. Um, and for those of you that don't know, like if you take any like paperclip or anything like that, you rub a magnet against it, you can magnetize that. Uh, but the biggest thing here is that this is an example of possibly when that happens because that's considered proof of something like anomalous happening and this is one of those cases where i remember thinking immediately just back to that how that's one of the first things you'll look for and this is you know a case where again there's evidence and i doubt someone went there and magnetized all the poles i mean you'd have to be an insane you know how person. long that would take yeah mm -hmm. so like if we're thinking about this moved four big-ass animals that are usually super aggro, somehow put them in a trance, moved them into a locked and wired shut trailer, magnetized all the metal shit they could find in the immediate area in 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it also goes along with all the other stuff that we saw in the documentaries where if you take a magnetic reader out there, I forget what it's called, it's an EMF, yeah. an EMF reader out there, it just goes fucking nuts. And it, it moves all the time there, too, which I guess also makes sense with magnetizing all the metal in the area, but then nothing else around it. So I saw that you put in all of these things about random animals showing up, and I know you just talked about whatever the hell that was in that tree, but I didn't really find anything like this. I only found this from one source, but it was weird enough that I thought I would include it. So, like, yeah, there were just, like, reports of random animals showing up, but, like, I didn't see any follow-up about what happened to them or if they did anything. Yeah, if they nibbled that's what on I was thinking. Cattle. Is like, just when like, I read this, I was like, so what? Were there, like, did they actually catch a leopard just, like, running around? And then we're like, oh, no, we got to No, they were just like, oh, that kind of looks like a leopard. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, like, it was, like, tropical birds. So, like not just like a weird looking bird, but like something where you're like, you did not evolve to live here. You are the wrong colors to be here. <laughs> yeah. Things like that. Or like things who wouldn't survive a winter in Northern Utah, things like that, which I guess they also inexplicably disappeared. I like never quite sorted that one out. So it, maybe they started a zoo in the spare time. I don't know. The aliens started a zoo in their spare time? <laughs> Yeah, yeah they just been picking up I all mean, kinds of animals. Interstellar transportation, you need some entertainment on the way. Have an in-flight zoo. 
every now and then someone forgets the lock on there and just one random jaguar gets out and runs around small town in utah yep 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 yep, yep. that checks out a little bit closer to home oh cats cover your ears um the outdoor cats uh disappeared they freak like it was like one or two at a time and like that that happens on a ranch cats Mm -hmm. get picked up by eagles by owls coyotes whatever it happens but it was like a lot of them going missing and in one night six of them went missing but like they didn't find evidence of mutilation or remains they just poof gone well that's Um, good yeah at least we aren't at mutilation level it's it's better that they just disappeared okay but the next thing on here is not better (laughs) No, it gets right back into a whole lot of worse. The The dogs on the ranch were just like consistently terrified at this point. Um, and so one night a dog um, and like some of the reports in at least one case, I found that these were hunting dogs. So like pedigreed, highly trained dogs, like don't just right. go running off. But uh, one night a dog chased one of the floating lights into the woods and was followed by two of the other dogs they couldn't find the dogs that night but they did hear them yelping the next day they found circular scorch marks and uh with quote-unquote gooey lumps of liquefied flesh in the middle of those scorch marks and uh, there were three of them oh we never saw the dogs again so at this point we we assume that that those are the dog's remains again what the hell would do that to a dog that is really weird i mean that's a whole other level of mutilation right there i mean it's just i mean it's just straight up incineration yeah partial just, incineration <laughs> yeah that's i don't know what to say about that it's just like it that was just horrifying yeah no that's terrible it, i will say i'm gonna go back on a lighter note i just want to talk about the, the cats disappearing i know it's, it's lighter <laughs> Uh, but, uh, it <laughs> reminds me, cats. it reminds me of St. Louis Valley when the, uh, the alligator farm had a llama, I believe it was. And it's still, no, it was an mis- ostrich. oh, it was an ostrich. That's what it was. <laughs> and it's still missing to this day. Uh, it, they, it's out in the middle of nowhere and they lost their ostrich and no one knows where that ostrich went. They're pretty well, big birds. At one point there were, um, camels let loose in, I think the Arizona desert. Oh, hmm. oh. yep. Yep. Well, at least they might be kind of okay. Well, this one, though, was a, uh, it was a penned in. It just reminded me of Skinwalker Ranch because this one was penned. Like, it, it, it oh. didn't have a way out. And then he said he came back the next day and it was gone. So he got a running head start. Chalk that up to the new guy. Just didn't know what he was doing. Just kind of so, messed that one up. Yeah. Okay, so just to backtrack even more with a slightly lighter, lighter, lighter note, um, the weird-ass tropical birds and stuff, one theory around those is that they may have wound up there through a portal or a vortex? Uh, yeah. Question mark? So. Yeah, there's a lot of weird side theories, I think. It's never really addressed very much, I've noticed. But, like, the idea that there might be portals or, like, vortexes or wormholes mm-hmm. or, like, you know, you get the idea. Those kinds of things that connect to this area. I, I, and I just heard the story, you know, of where I don't even know who it was, really, if it was the Shermans or what. Um, but it was somebody who had come upon, I wrote Homestead 1, but I'm pretty sure I meant Homestead 2. 
and they saw like a portal or something, some kind of variation in space around them open and they saw different skies. It was something Mm -hmm. completely different than what they were looking at in their own world. So that is kind of like, you know, your cookie cutter, this is a portal to somewhere Mm -hmm. else. That's the kind of shit you see in movies, cartoons, you know, and that's just one of the stories about portals on Skinwalker Mm -hmm. Ranch. Um, the one I found, it was the, they saw the, it was at nighttime. This was post, um, post Sherman's. So this was the research, like two researchers in a field and yeah, they were, this one. <laughs> they saw the, a glowing orb and they were like, all right, let's check it out. Let's follow it. And it was like, they weren't sure if the orb was like coming towards them at first or if it was expanding. But basically, like, it expanded into a portal, and they could see blue sky on the other side. And it was nighttime, so, like, very stark contrast there. And then what I understand is one of the researchers saw one of the shadow figures come out of it and walk past them, and the other one did not. I don't know if that's a variation of this story, but I did see another one where it was two people up on a ridge who Mm -hmm. were kind of just using infrared, and they didn't follow it. They saw like a, a glowing orange orb out in like the field directly below them, mm-hmm. and it expanded to about four feet wide. And they were only seeing this through infrared. Mm-hmm. And so they saw a really large shadow figure, like humanoid. It had arms and legs, but it had like mm-hmm. no neck, and there was a head. And it like it did one of these where like it grabbed the sides and like pulled itself out. Nope. Because it was it was way bigger than four feet. No, 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 no. I don't. Yeah. And it came out and it just kind of ran off into the woods and disappeared. Was that Pennywise? I don't know, but like, (laughs) it just like that one creeps me out. I don't like it. So like, but it kind of sounds pretty similar to the one you just said. So I'm wondering if that's like. But the one that I'm pretty sure. the one that I came across, it was the two dudes, and they might have been up on the ridge, but I'm pretty sure one of them had binoculars. Like, the one who could see had binoculars, and the other mm-hmm. one didn't. And it was like, in the reporting, they were like, that might have been the difference, because one of them could see the figure and one of them couldn't. Like, the one with binoculars could see the dude. Yeah, I mean, it's just dude. another instance of, like, conspiracy theories and skewed information i think <laughs> yeah one thing about the portals and vortexes though and we've kind of talked about vortexes before again san Luis valley which is kind of like just a bigger skinwalker ranch honestly <laughs> travis taylor like the main researcher on this project for the history docuseries one of the things that he theorized is einstein's wormhole theory which is two points in space meeting each other uh, and part of the reason why he theorized this is because this whole area is a dome. It's like a concave dome. Mm. Uh, so it kind of acts like a satellite. And there's also so much radiation in terms of like quick spikes and things like Just that. Just like general energy so spikes. If you have, and like I've heard this before with portals and vortexes, if you have these things that open periodically, you get spikes of that kind of thing. So like electromagnetic spikes, gamma radiation, uh, like he again, he got hit by some type of heavy radiation that burned his face. So you do get those weird little pulses. And it would, I mean, in theory, if they could prove it, it could explain some of the weird things. I mean, hell, like it could explain a tropical bird showing up, honestly. I mean, like it's flying mm-hmm. and it goes it's through a wormhole the wrong and then it just hole. suddenly is in Utah. It's like, this is not where I live. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> but like, I, I mean, so like the portal thing, it's one of those that it's been theorized before that portals can exist in that way. So it's not completely out there in that sense. But at the same time, if it was able to be explained, it could explain half of what's going on. It, it could explain the anomalies. It could explain flying objects that you don't understand what you're seeing and how they're just appearing and disappearing. Yeah, it's a really interesting theory that would, if proven, really help put everything together. Really, really help do that. But again, it's it's very, very hard to prove. And what he theorized was actually that what that was is that the concave dome that is the basin is the top of the portal and that it's actually underneath them is the other side. Mm. And that's sending the energy. That was one of his theories. It, mm-hmm. it wasn't like a solid theory he had. He just proposed it as an idea. Mm-hmm. But and see, in my mind, it's just like a big satellite TV dome, like a big satellite dish. Yeah. And just receiving things that way. They're actually using it for that now. That's their next step oh, that they want to take okay. is they, they're going to, what they're going to do is they're going to plant a smaller, because Skinwalker Ranch is basically within the dome. It's like kind of like in it's the right in the it. middle. Yeah. So oh, okay. uh, what they want to do is they want to take another satellite that they're going to build, put it on a platform and then they want to put uh, or a dish and then they want to put a satellite in space uh, and they mm. want to beam information down into it. So interesting. Yeah. So they're going to use that to their advantage is what they would like to do, which is an interesting idea. So it is basically a satellite dish. It's just a giant one. But the, the wormhole theory also would explain like some of the, the movement too. Like um, there was one point where they were standing on the ridge, taking readings of like um, electromagnetic frequencies. And it was literally like circling around them. It was like, he'd point it one way and it'd catch and then it kind of stop and then he'd turn it a different way and it'd catch and then it would stop. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's another theory too, is that the wormholes are just kind of moving around. Well, I think that is, that is the, all of the information that we have to uh, tell you right now, to tell you right now, because they're still actively researching it and they're still trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a lot more to it that again, I mean, there's a whole thousand foot long thing underneath the ground and they can't figure out what it is. Excavate it, it please. Dig if you're listening. Uh, but I know. But anyway, like we'll go into now just kind of some of the quicker things that Conclusion. this is one of those that's hard because there's a lot of evidence uh, that this is happening but there's also a lot to go against that evidence, like not being able to repeat an experiment, which scientifically usually means that it's not happening. So, you know, it's one of those things where you can't prove the evidence all the time, but you can prove it sometimes. One of the examples of this is uh, the radiation spike that we talked about. We, t- we talked about how it burned Travis Taylor's face. It was Travis Taylor, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it burned his face. Uh, and then they go back to test it, you know, less than a week later. And there's nothing. There's no sign of radiation anymore. Yeah. And what Especially gets me with that one it is it was full of water. And radiation clings to water. Like, it's extremely hard to get yeah. that shit out of there. You wouldn't think that if it had come from the well, that it would have left the well. Uh, so, in other words, it would have had to come from above him. But it's it's odd that he was just suddenly smacked with radiation perfectly in the spot he was standing, enough to burn his face and his hands, and then suddenly it's gone. And there's no trace other than background typical radiation. But it still happened. But it did happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the only constant in this 
environment is the inconsistency but like you get these categories of anomalies that happen consistently even though they're inconsistent within that category yes did that make sense no yes. that's i mean that's pretty much okay. what they that is exactly in the what's going series. on like, like yeah and, and this is another one um for me at least personally like this one really really bothers me when this happens with conspiracies is cameras mysteriously will stop working right at the moment you need them to work which is always irritating because yeah, what you have cameras set up, and then suddenly you're like, "Well, we didn't get it because but the there camera was the wasn't working." One instance, it was in the uh, Nids era, where like I don't think we talked about this actually. It came up in a bunch of my research where like there were cameras that were like covering other cameras, and like the one camera glitched for like a third of a second or something, and like about three feet of cable was removed. Um, but also the cables that were attached to the camera were jerked out and the duct tape that had been holding the camera in place, it was like mummy wrapped with duct tape. The duct tape was all just gone. And it was just like, and like it was, and that was another one where like the time didn't match up with like what would have had to happen in that time where it was just like the camera viewing the one that where these were removed. um, It was just like a third of a second glitch. It was super weird. That, see, and that's that's actually what I was going to go into. So, like, not that specifically, but the idea that it's it's almost one of those things where it is consistent enough here, and sometimes they are able to back it up with another camera. That it doesn't seem so much as they're faking it with their cameras not working, as much as it does that there is something going on that's making the cameras not work, or in that case, physically assaulting the cameras. I guess because if you're ripping duct tape off of a camera and cords out of it, like mummy rats. That's, yeah, that would that's, take you a while to get off. Mm-hmm. It's scary. That's scary. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those things like, like this is a weird, like I'm, I'm torn between that one because most cases I'm going to be like, your camera didn't work really like suddenly it was working <laughs> fine and that's just done. No, but in this case, I, and with all the electromagnetic anomalies that are wiping out electronic devices that they're not even using half the time. And sometimes it'll just turn off a person's phone when it's in their pocket which is, you know, they're not using that. It has nothing to do with the investigation. So it's just one of those things that you're using as evidence at that point. Uh, There was one, I remember watching the documentary, or the docuseries, the laser light test. Because he gets to it, it's working fine, and then all of a sudden it's not. And it... I think it was more just in in the way they were talking about it, because they were like, I don't know, I just changed the batteries, I don't know why it wouldn't work. And then they didn't try anything else. They weren't like, maybe I should change the batteries again. Maybe I should check it at a wall and... (laughs) see if that fixes it yeah i mean they're like i don't know whatever it's said mm-hmm. well that's part of why i asked about like the different kinds of energies that were getting sapped because i was like mm-hmm. hmm, i didn't think to research this in advance <laughs> but like yeah it definitely seems like anything that holds a charge and anything with a battery which i guess is something that holds a charge mm-hmm. seems to be the glitchy ones yeah i mean it's just something that you see a lot it it, it is true at the ranch though i mean to go in a different direction than usual it is true that things do mess up here and it is consistently, you know, proven that they do mess up. If you can prove anything at Skinwalker Ranch, you can prove that electronics don't work properly. <laughs> it's like a Bermuda Triangle type of situation where things kind of go haywire for no reason. Bermuda Triangle Roomba. <laughs> yes. Speaking of Bermuda Triangle, though, I want to talk about this, the that creepy cement hollow room underneath um, Homestead <laughs> 1. Yes. No. So I guess they, they did some audio tests with it. And because it's directly underneath and it's so hollow, it can actually, it's like putting a bass drum under a house, you know? 
So like they were doing things like shutting doors or like just walking, flushing toilets, stomping, and it was echoing these awful like deep bass sounds low in that room. Yeah. Which if you get enough low frequency vibrations, um, sometimes it can actually cause auditory hallucinations. You can it, your brain tries to create something out of it because it's so low you can't actually consciously hear it and. Mm. So it just tries to invent things, which could kind of um, account for like weird knocking sounds or footsteps or whatever, which they hear a lot. Right. And that could, I mean, that could literally be like someone's walking through, you know, like the person you live with is walking through the hallway in that house and you, what you're, you're hearing simultaneously them. And then you're hearing the, the aftermath of that bass drum but it's causing that hallucination to make you think you're hearing something else in the house or knocking from underneath the floorboards or something like that. So it's, or even you closing a cabinet, they showed that there are these really low resonating sounds, but they're, but if you use a device to pick those up, it's actually really loud. So it's a really weird phenomenon, but it does explain why in Homestead one, at least those anomalies are kind of occurring. Uh, it does not, however, explain why there was the concrete thing in there in the first goddamn place because i still don't understand why yeah for real there there's no reason for that at all for it to be there it doesn't make sense yeah it's it's really really odd uh one of the things that we talked about is the digging and this isn't really to go against any of their evidence it's just to say that it's odd that you have a chance to really find out what's going on possibly like a huge chance because there's something large underneath your plot of land and you're like maybe we won't dig it seems like you're reluctant for a reason and it seems like you might be hiding something even though you might not be it's one of those things where it's kind of like can you just do it like you're trying to do it yeah well like what gets me with that is like the new owner really seems to be like unnecessarily reluctant to dig like they keep citing just like the lore tells us not to. And it's like, well, okay, so you're, you're here to do scientific experiments and you shouldn't be like, oh, people say don't dig, so don't. That's like not a good reason to not do it. You need to test it. And then if it really seems like disasters are correlating, I would say then don't. <laughs> yeah. The head of security seems to be very, very much against it because of the... They say that multiple things have happened. Uh, one thing we never really get is we don't get the multiple. They only tell us the guy who had the, the problem in his head, uh, mm-hmm. who dug on the property. However, something happened before him, and they don't say what it was. It makes me think that they went through a lawsuit and they're not allowed to talk about what happened. But it makes me think that an accident happened to someone when they tried to dig on the land, and it just didn't go well. But it's mostly their just hesitation because I think they're going to actually dig now, finally, because it's, it's something where it's like either you ignore the evidence that you have in front of you or you dig up the land and you figure out what it is at the risk of you know, what you're doing because you're risking things experimenting anyway, which is kind of the truth with Skinwalker Ranch regardless. But I think it's more just that hesitation. I, I honestly think they are just kind of legitimately scared. That's what it kind of seems like it comes down to. And I know part of their hesitation was also the radiation. They were afraid of exposing too much radiation, uh, which is why they did the dirt core digging. They did dirt core drilling, and they were pulling up dirt cores and testing them every so many feet 
to see what the radiation levels were. And they didn't come back with it. I don't know exactly what their mindset is with it, but it seems like they're going to do it now. So hopefully they are or have already done it and are waiting to tell people about it because... right. Part three, here we come. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We'll have to do a follow-up at some point. I I think the final thing, at least for me on this, uh, there's one important thing for me that I will say against the people researching Skinwalker Ranch is I have trouble believing the light phenomenon that's going on behind the ridge because... I'm like, I don't believe that the light's not there. The light's obviously there. It's real, but I have trouble believing what it might be because they have cameras all over the property and he owns property past the Ridge itself. uh, That's part of Skinwalker ranch, but they have no cameras on the Ridge. So even though you have some of your like biggest hotbed activity going on right there over that Ridge, that's always blinding you from where it's coming from. You don't actually have cameras up there to show you. And like, Ali mentioned while we're watching it, maybe they can't film that direction, which happens sometimes. There's other people's property and you're not allowed to film that. However, History Channel themselves did multiple sweeping shots of that side of the ridge. So you are allowed to film that. And they were able to get permits to film it, which means if they needed to, which means that they can set up cameras there. So it's weird to me that in one of your biggest places, that would be the easiest thing to figure out what's making all of this anomaly occur is you all you have to do is set up cameras and you can figure that out and you just won't which is odd unless they just don't work mm-hmm. yeah but they never or mentioned putting the, cameras up there yeah that, that's weird that they wouldn't mention it i wonder if they don't work or if the cameras disappear um you know there's zip ties or duct tape just some critter comes along and eats i don't know yeah. I really like your duct tape, duct tape story that one is creepy yeah that one doesn't make me comfortable know, it's just so a literal creepy. boop it's yeah. gone but I will say that's the only, I think like in most cases I have a lot of like grievances with whatever we're going over. There's a lot of times like this looks dumb or that looks dumb. In this case, this is the only one that just specifically is a little irritating to think about because it's so simple. It's very simple to place a camera on the ridge or at least mention that you tried it if nothing else, but they haven't even mentioned that. They're just like, we don't know where it comes from. Put something up there and see where it comes from. Mm-hmm. I mean, for all you Our know. Our dealership. <laughs> Yeah, maybe there's a car dealership miles away and it's just giving a weird reflection. You never know. Maybe it's a kid with a really strong flashlight. Flashlight superhero kid. Who knows? What? Okay. I don't know. It could and be anything. Apparently there are a lot of oil and gas refineries in the area and they have like the towers where they burn off the natural gas. Mm-hmm. Like I saw that come up a few times. Um, but it sounds like it wasn't on that side of the ranch. But I, I also wonder if it is some type of weird reflection because these lights tend to happen in the same places. And one thing I did notice about watching the documentary is specifically the time they were looking for the lights to pop up was right before sunrise, which Hmm. makes me think that there is something happening where that light is catching a building Hmm. or something like that. Hmm. And it's shooting that up. But again, you put a camera on the Ridge and look in multiple directions. You can see what it could be at least get an idea of how far away it is or something like that. But until you do that, you don't have any way to tell. So it's my only it's my only grievance with this, I think, honestly, in this case. It, I don't have many grievances. That's just the biggest one. Chelsea, what do you think? I don't feel confident in any direction saying, parsing what is what I think is true and what I think is false out of this. Um, or what is true in part. Or 
hoaxy. What I wrote is, it's an old-timey circus tent full of bonkers. I know, that's my favorite line. (laughs) 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 There's probably the pizza is the only, the weirdness pizza is the only thing being served there. But the more I've thought about this, because I've been like consuming nothing but this for a couple of days now, I, I believe that weird things happen in this location. I do believe that there are unexplained phenomenons, not that they are necessarily unexplainable in the long run, but at this time, we, don't, we aren't able to explain it. We haven't found the answers, if there are answers. That, it doesn't bother me because part of what I love about conspiracy theories is that it's the same attraction I experience with fairy tales, is that even if the events are myths or folklore or they are, you know, there's no way of proving or disproving them. There's truth in the experience of them. And I think even in our discussion, we've all experienced elements of fear and um like definitely disgust as an extension of that and some horror that experience is what makes this true for me is that all the people around this have shared in that collective sense of fear or awe or disgust even if the events weren't necessarily true or provable i think i brought up the the trickster theory already that there are elements of this this mischievousness and the the trickster trope that exists in that's pretty universal, um, which I guess pretty universal is an oxymoron, but whatever. I mean, if people are going to this area expecting to find something paranormal, they will likely find something paranormal, even if it's the wind. The truth is in the experience of it and the fear that people experience in it. Yeah, I think that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know what else to say to that. I mean, I kind of think the same thing. It's This is one of those weird instances where it's like, I don't know, usually we can come up at least with our own, like, this is dumb, that's dumb, this is obviously this. But I mean, like, we've talked about a couple things that are sort of explainable, like the bass drum house making weird auditory hallucinations is possible. I mean, weird reflections off of houses making beams of light, I guess, is possible, but it's not something that people have proven yet. So it's obvious that this place is doing some weird stuff, and I think that if it's not alien or supernatural, I think it's got to be something science, (laughs) you know, like... Maybe there's a huge deposit of magnetite underneath this branch that is causing insane mm-hmm. magnet anomalies. I mean, and we might not even have the the tools or the unit of measure or the language to engage with what's going on here yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And another thing too is um, I don't think we mentioned that uh, the nuclear tests we did in Nevada when we set off bombs, shot dust like miles into the air. And with the way that the air blows, it it would have blown right over Utah. So it's a possibility too that this place is highly irradiated. And if you dig down, maybe you catch all those deposits of irradiated sand. I mean, there's a million different ways you could explain it probably. It's just a really weird conglomeration of something that's happening in this one place. Could be either thing. I mean, I'm not saying it's definitely science and I'm not saying it's definitely aliens. I would be satisfied with either response. It could be both. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the truth is, is like, I mean, I'm pretty much in the same category where it's, 
it's nearly impossible to say what it is for sure. There's no certainty with anything at Skinwalker Ranch at all. I mean, the only certainty is that there's odd things that happen there. That's, that's like literally the only certainty. <laughs> but I think that, again, like we've already said, the truth is, is one of the biggest causes could be right underneath or, you know, running parallel to Homestead number two, that abandoned area, because they have a huge thousand foot long something sitting underneath the ground. And that, whatever it is, whether it's a deposit of some type of mineral, whether it is something that's long forgotten that they weren't expecting to find there. Alien spaceship. Whether it's an alien spaceship, whether it's a secret government base that they put there. I mean, literally, whether it's anything. Old people. (laughs) it, It could literally be anything, but we don't know what it is until they dig down and find it. I mean, for all we know, it's just a deposit of marble. Like, it could be nothing. It could be nothing at all. But the fact that the majority of the electromagnetic activity reacts right there, specifically, means that that's probably our closest answer to what it is. And I think until then, we can't have a real one. So, unless they dig it up and find nothing. And then I think this place is just crazy, and I don't think anyone should go there. (laughs) I think it should be abandoned, maybe blown up. Just... Do no, don't it. blow it up. That'll make it worse. <laughs> yeah, right. Digging makes it bad. Then it'll spread. Yeah, you're right. Then it'll spread Ooh. everywhere. I don't even want to know. No, I think honestly though, like if you end up doing so much research, like you dig it out and you find out that there's actually nothing down there, and you look around and you really just can't find a real answer, it might be time to just abandon it. And well, and it's it like, are we finding nothing, or are we finding something that we can't quantify, can't measure yet? Like with yeah. DNA. Yeah. Like that yeah. happened in the last. Yeah, 50 years? Yeah, 50 years. Like, we didn't have a way to measure that or test for that, and now we do, and we have the language to address it. And, and that's only yeah. been invented as far as the early 90s, I think, is when we got That's when it DNA got perfected testing. to, like, a point where it's allowed to be used in court. Yeah. But yeah, that's when they were doing, like, the Human Genome Project and stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it it always makes me think back to that John Mulaney joke where he's like, what do detectives do in the 50s? Like, ew, there's a lot of blood. Clean it up. They... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, the truth is, is, is like I was, like I always say too, like science is only science once you figured it out. Until then, it's just a mystery, or it's supernatural, or it's magic. And then once you know how it works, it becomes science. Until we know how this works, it's just a strange phenomenon. I mean, I do legitimately think though that if they end up digging up that space and there's actually nothing of importance there, it might be time to just abandon it and just let it be its Stay own. Away. Just let it be its own thing. Not abandon it for the sake of like it's dangerous, but abandon it for the sake of it's like dangerous. it seems it seems to want to be left alone because it doesn't like new visitors, doesn't like experiments. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, it is the biggest introvert on the planet. Just let the tribes around it just bless it into staying in its own just, little space. Just let them have it back. Also, this, it's also a native land that we probably hijacked from them. So just I was back. about to say, you know, this 100%. land doesn't have like a lot of. It doesn't have a lot of problems until it becomes a ranch too, which is also kind of a funny thing. Like just, just <laughs> right, right when it became a ranch is kind of seemingly when some stuff started to happen, or at least when it was more reported. Because also it's odd, you know, like it doesn't necessarily have to be that specific square that it's in that has all this activity. It's and just like, kind if, of... If this has been going on for time immemorial, that means that it was probably reported, but it was also probably 
like if that information was lost, it was probably lost due to like systemic cultural genocide. Mm-hmm. And especially if it were being carried on through oral tradition and language eradication is such a big part of that. Yeah. That's also fair. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. I mean, I think what we can say, though, is we'll know at least more in the future, <laughs> if nothing else. Uh, we'll know if we don't know more, then we'll know more about how we know less. So if nothing <laughs> else, that's what we have. I will say, though, that if as soon as more information comes out, like enough of it, I do want to do a follow-up episode on this because it is fascinating enough to keep up on. Because mm-hmm. it's still going. It's it's kind of a cool conspiracy like this because a lot of them, the sightings happened in like the 80s or 90s and it's not something that's huge anymore. But this is one where it's still going every day. So, and it's, it's important enough that it has high insecurity and locked fences. I mean, it's, it's insanely like... It's insanely, what, what's the word for? It's an insanely well-kept secret, like what goes on in that ranch. So, yeah. But as always, let us know what you think. Let us know if you've been there. Let us know if you live in the area. Uh, anything, you can tell us about it. Anything that your family might know about it. Who knows? Yep. You never know. And thank you, Chelsea, again, for being on. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was super fun. I'm going to have nightmares now. But yeah, thank you so much. Uh, again, I'm Cameron. That's Allie. And that is Chelsea. Remember to follow us on social media and remember to stay stitches. Thank you. No, goodbye. Conspiracy, goodbye. <laughs>